coffee thing it's uh early for me this might be the earliest we've ever recorded i think actually when we started I, we i used to get up at eight and do it every sunday morning remember I, oh, that's I, right I don't, years ago. that was that's i've done a lot of sleeping since then i don't remember anything <laughs> too many moons too many world events since that has uh, happened. we've we've shed every body cell since then easily <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, um, we wanted to start this particular pod off. We uh, lost a great, great buddy of ours um, a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Our good friend Dustin Jusilo was unfortunately in a uh, car accident that proved to be fatal uh, at the end of the day. Um, and we just wanted to say a few things about our good friend before we got into this pod. Um, Jeremy, I feel like you might have met him the earliest of all of us. Yeah. So I first met Dustin, actually, I don't know if you attended this, Eddie, you were still in high school, but do you remember when OCU hosted Day of Percussion and they had uh, David Maslanka come? That is, that is the, that is the memory. That is like the, the number one thing that is burned into my brain is that, yeah, that event. Yeah. I was at Southwestern at the time and I was considering OCU for for graduate school. Um, oh, that was before like, you were at OCU. I thought that that was like yeah. the year, like the year before I, like my junior year. So you, I guess, yeah, that would have been your last year at Southwestern. Now that I think about it, yeah, yeah, it was it was the last spring at Southwestern, I believe. And you remember, Doctor Steffens did like a call to all the universities in Oklahoma to try to get as many people to play on that uh, that big piece. Gosh, I forget the name of it. My percussion knowledge has slipped over the years. What's the big piece that like you can have like fifty marimbas play on it if you want? That's a tribute to the composer. That yeah, sounds like away. something Jamie would write. Uh, you're yeah. not talking about uh, Montana music, are you? No, but they did play Montana music on on that concert as well, and they also played Arcadia too. Yep. I'm trying, and they also played Crown of Thorns. What is the name of that piece? It, it was Doctor Stephen's teacher. Man, this Honer. is crazy. Oh, Honer, Honer, yeah. Honer, Honer. Honer, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. That piece, I mean, we had like probably 25 or 30 marimbas on that piece and all the OCU um, percussion studio, including Dustin Jusla, played on that. That was one of the most special musical experiences I've ever had, actually. That was really nice. But that was the first time I met Dustin. And then my first semester at OCU, when I started graduate school in the fall of 2008, yes, no, fall of 2007. Yeah. Um, he was student teaching at UConn, and I had student taught at UConn the semester before, and uh, we worked together. Like, I taught the drumline, and he taught the front ensemble. So we talked a lot, you know, philosophy on percussion and music and education and everything. We really became friends pretty quickly, I think. Um, so that's, that's the first memory I had of him. And, you know, there were many, many, many more over the years. I mean, a lot of hotel rooms playing orchestra gigs, you know, a lot of a lot of hangouts at the Miller House, which uh, is very special to all three of us. I know 
that in that um the Arcadia 2 performance is distinctly uh stuck in my brain and Juice is, would probably be upset why but it's because he was playing xylophone and uh he had a a tremendous gaff <laughs> Where yep. his I remember his music it. stand I that it. held all of his mallets just compl- just like dropped all of them oh, on the yeah. floor. It was in the most in, delicate oh, yeah. moment of the piece. The most too, delicate I mean. moment. Like the, I think that they had to they had to restart. I think Sevens had to restart the, the piece, uh, or at least the the moment. You know, like that. I'll yeah. never forget that. But otherwise, I, I mean, felt he was, so he, bad for him. You know, it was an, it was incredible. I mean, that was I I was thinking about this, and I I am as you guys know, I'm prone to exaggeration sometimes, but, um, like I, I, without that particular day of percussion experience, there is an extremely good chance that I would have never gone to OCU, you know? And because of that, like I wouldn't really know or be friends with you guys because I wouldn't have gone there and that he was a part of that. And, and he is the most memorable part of that experience to me. Like you just told that story about that piece and I honestly don't even remember it. I don't even remember all of those marimbas. I don't remember that piece. What I remember is mm. juice. And part of it was that, you know, I, I felt a kind of a, a kindred spirit because he was a big dude and I was a big dude and he was playing xylophone and also because he <laughs> dropped all those mallets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was wondering if you, if you remembered that. Yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I felt so bad because the, they were so well prepared. Oh, yeah. The OCU was, I mean, it, it was unreal how, how well they could play all that music. Um, I mean, that's one of the things that, that prompted me to like finally make the decision when I didn't get into UNT, like I, okay, I want to go to grad school there because their percussion ensemble program is so good. And it was that concert that gave me that idea. So, I mean, that, that event, you know, steered me in a direction, you know, throughout, throughout my musical career back then that, uh, that maybe I wouldn't have been steered if I, if I hadn't done that. So yeah, it's crazy. Like the, the things you do, the people that you meet, I mean, it really kind of guides you through your life, you know, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse, but if it, if it's usually for the worse, you usually learn something from it, you know? Oh yeah. It's fun to make those connections, you know, in your brain. And when someone passes away, I mean, I, I, I remember when my cousin Bobby passed away several years ago in a motorcycle accident, we were like in the hotel room, hotel room, hospital room. Those are different things. Yes. We were in the hospital room. They're similar size though sometimes. And uh, I remember my grandma, we were just, you know, telling stories about Bobby and everything. And my grandma was like, you know, this is real nice. I bet you if he was here, you know, and we were like telling stories about him and his whole life, I bet you that would make him real happy. Um, so that, that is one of the nice things that can happen when someone passes away. You really appreciate your time with them and the journey that you had with them, the friendship, all the moments, all that kind of stuff. And I mean, I, since you messaged me the news yesterday, Victor, I mean, I've, I've just been thinking about all the times I had with Juice and there's a lot of them. There really is. So I do my best to be, to be grateful, to be thankful for the time that we spent together, even though we won't have any more time together now. I mean, we do have a lot of memories and it was good times. It was really good times. A lot of laughter. He was, uh, I think we can say it on the show. He, he was uh, a pretty good uh, brewer, you know, like yeah. he, he was into brewing the beer and 
Uh, it was I phenomenal. Would, I, would, I would go ahead and say that the man's just overall palate for being able to identify flavor <laughs> oh yeah is yeah. insane is it he will tell you what snob, you like yeah. about food he will tell you what you liked about the food yep because he would listen to you describe like oh so you like uh maraschino cherries probably and you'd be like what what how would you know that <laughs> so like he just I mean, like who knows. doesn't yeah, like maraschino cherries <laughs> yeah. yeah they are delicious Candy. there's some in my fridge right now <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's uh, I, I would, I definitely, I, I think it's so interesting, um, because you know I tried as much as I could to not be on Facebook after I heard all that news, but whenever you scroll and you see all that stuff, the, um, the interesting kind of two edgedness of a situation is, you hate to see so many people sad, but the fact that they're sad is is just kind of the evidence of how uh uniquely um the same everyone's kind of interaction with him was you know yeah yeah Where he totally. was he was he was a uh he was not a person that made you upset <laughs> frequently you know what i mean like he would he would talk to you on the first time meeting you like he's someone that's known you for a long time because he was just a very very uh, I'd say the quintessential uh, definition of down to earth. <laughs> he he knew exactly where he came from and he knew exactly who he was, which was a very calming, uh, I think, kind of personality to have around. Yeah. And the dude could just give a great hug. <laughs> that's, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a, uh, that's a, uh, it's, it's good. So, <laughs> yeah. We'll be pouring we one out for him. <laughs> that's right. I mean, we should, we should also say too, like, <clears throat> I think Dustin was a really good teacher. And I think that oh, yeah. when, when he was able to, to really get a hold of a student, you know, and get a student to buy into like his philosophy and his ideas about the music. And, and he had so many, like he, he had so much experience. Like we were in technically in grad school together, but like, <laughs> you know, we, we kind of joke about how he had been at OCU so long, you know. <laughs> Uh, like it was, he was like a career student at one point. Um, but you know, like he's got so he had so much experience and he had, he studied with so many great teachers. So he had like a knowledge and, and philosophy about things that, that was really eye opening to me. And, and when he teaches high school kids or, or middle school kids, like, and they get that from him. I mean, it's, it's really a, a very special thing for sure. Absolutely. Yep. So rest in peace, our friend, Dustin Jusla. You'll uh, forever be on my mind for sure. And, uh, you know, maybe this week uh, I'll call some friends that I haven't seen in a while and talk to them and, and see, see what's up, you know, because uh, the truth is, guys, we, we, we really don't know what's going to happen. It could all be over soon. Might be over soon. <sighs> there you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking, speaking of over soon... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got it. You got it, Victor. I, I was going to do the transition. But you it. Uh, this season, which truly to me feels like has been going on forever <laughs> since the bubble ended. And, <laughs> and it's just all been one giant <laughs> pandemic season, really. Exactly. All, Pretty all much. Much together. Next week on Pandemic Ball. Uh, <laughs> 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 like, 
Uh, we're playoffs. We're playoff bound now, guys. We finally did it. We made it. <laughs> That's right. So at the time we're recording this, the play in tournament is over and we know uh, what teams are going to be in what spots definitely for the playoffs. And I believe the first playoff game starts in two and a half hours. Is that when it starts? I, I'm pretty sure it's so. today. I'm not sure exactly what time though. Yeah. yeah well, well, there's, there's games like all day. Um, but yeah, I think the first one, I think it's a uh, heat bucks. I want to say, I think that Let one me, I'll, I'll like look it up. Uh, oh, I got it. Oh uh, yeah. Yep. Two to one o'clock central two Eastern. Yep. That's yep. right. Then Dallas Clippers, Boston, Brooklyn, and Portland, I got to say, before we get into all of it, I am legitimately pleased about every matchup. And that's the first time that that's happened in a while. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a lot of really good yeah. matchups. I mean, the, really the weakest matchup, I think, is probably Boston-Brooklyn. But it wouldn't be weak yeah. if Boston hadn't lost Jalen Brown. If Jalen Brown true. were playing, that would be a really solid matchup. Like, I'd actually exactly. give Boston a... A run, you know, but I don't really think that there's going to be much of a run. Well, maybe Jason mm-hmm. Tatum will get to you know average fifty <laughs> in four games, five games, maybe. And then, yeah. and then you know, someone whoever uh, sponsors inhalers will be able to get him on, and he can get another <laughs> contract. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we talk about the play-in tourney, uh, I think this is a Thunder podcast, so maybe we should at least uh, acknowledge that the thunder season is over ended say, on a win say, by the way on my birthday bring the thunder with us when we went to the playoffs <laughs> no <laughs> uh, stay behind I, I i i feel like we've acknowledged before that the thunder season has been over for a while <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it definitely it definitely has yeah for sure yeah i bet i bet those guys are ready for a break too i'm talking about the guys that played a lot you know tayo oh, yeah. 100% and, yeah Teo and Bays like towards the end of the end of the season here, you know, I mean, a lot of guys have been resting for months, but you know, those guys, they had to play so many minutes and, you know, they had to play the toughest, you know, individual players on an opposing teams, you know, cause we had so many injuries at the top of our roster. I bet they're ready for a break. I bet they're ready to recharge and I'm, I'm sure Presti is ready to get to work in the off season. And uh, it's going to be a big mystery to see who's on this team and who goes forward and who we draft and all that. It's possibly going to be the most entertaining off season for thunder fans ever. I will be Not so because- anxious in the draft lottery. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, we'll uh, see what happens. It, it, Sam Presti. I don't know if you guys had the chance to watch his exit interview, which was phenomenal. And I think if yeah, any, anyone I, yeah, in the yeah, world yeah. watched it, they would understand that he's, he, I mean, I know the word is thrown around too often, but he's, he's a genius at his job <laughs> at what he mm-hmm. does. He is exceptional. Um, but yeah, he, he, he oh, made, yeah. he made a point to say that like, you know, the first, the first thing we're going to do is everyone's going to go away and we're going to all recharge because <laughs> this was the most demanding NBA season ever. Um, yeah. we, th- there were wow. uh, 42 yeah. games in 171 days, which is more than one every other day. And uh, at the second half of the season, he said that we were playing four games a week. Um, neat, which obviously like that would be tough for any team, but then you throw in the fact that Shea got hurt. And so you have, you know, these 19, 20 year old guys out there that can physically go out and play all those games but also have to handle losing constantly. Like, yeah, that is a drain. 
Um, and so the fact that they were able to remain at least kind of competitive for at least parts of the game uh, is truly remarkable, honestly. Um, yeah, I mean, it's great experience. We, we talked about it, too. Like, like Those guys got really great experience. And, you know, I know Tony Bradley didn't fit on the team, really, you know. And Presty probably doesn't have a long-term plan for him. But when he came to OKC, he averaged career high in minutes. Yeah. Or at least at one point he was. I, I checked that out. So, you know, even a guy like that is getting more experience, more playing time. And, I mean, when you're going to be a free agent, I, I would assume the players want that, you know, because they can showcase what they can do more often on the floor, you know, when they're averaging 18 minutes versus 12 minutes or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I wonder how heavy all the scouts were just watching Thunder games. They're like, all right, let's see what they've got here because it's going to be, it's pretty well, much, who, who do you want? <laughs> Yeah, they know Sam Presti's good. You know, they know yeah. Sam Presti's going to outfit the team with, with well, I mean, players, young prospects. They just know that the players that are on the team right now are up for grabs. <laughs> so they're just like, oh, who yeah, could we that, get? That's, that's true. I know, I know yeah. our scouts are watching our games. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 trying exactly. to learn what we've got and figure out, you yeah. know, what, what we're going to keep and, and who's going to not fit. You know, like you said, uh, Tony Bradley. I mean, it's not to say that he's a bad player but like you said he's just not a, a good fit for the team you know um yeah he can be helpful somewhere for sure i mean he can be a backup center on on a pretty good team i think i think one of the one of the more uh important things that sam said in his actually interview that really stood out was that he, he said when we get back to the postseason we want it yeah. to be an arrival not an appearance which mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Is a hundred, hundred percent. I mean, that's, you know, the, when the thunder first made the playoffs, which by the way, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Memphis is the youngest team to make the playoffs since the thunder made the playoffs nice. back in 2009. Yeah. They, they talked about that in the broadcast last night briefly. Yeah. Um, nice. But back when we made, you know, we were then in the playoffs again, almost every season uh, with the exception of that one that Anthony Davis cause that we talked about last week <laughs> um, up until this season, I remember it well, literally every season up until this season. So I think that the, the draft is going to be a big part, but as Sam even, even acknowledged, like you can't control what happens with chance. So you can't rely on that entirely. And that's why he's, he's made such a point to, like develop the players that we have and to try to find these guys like Dort that are undrafted, you know? Um, yeah. So they're, they're doing mm -hmm. a lot more than just, just anticipating what's going to happen in the lottery. Although that will be uh, obviously franchise changing depending on how, how things roll. I, I have to reiterate as small a chance as it is, there is a chance that Houston is outside of the top three or is it top four? Which one are they protecting? Top three or four. four? We can get their top the, four. The fifth pick if they yeah. fall out there. Yeah. So there's a situation where we can get the fifth pick and a lottery pick. That seems impossible, but there's a chance. Yeah. And I if mean, that we, happens. We could get the first pick <laughs> and the fifth pick or pick. We could get the 14th pick and the 13th pick. <laughs> like, well, that's kind of well, the, well, the problem. The, where we're locked in, we're going to at least have a top seven pick. I think I don't know exactly how all of it pick. works. I know that yeah. we have an 11 and a half percent chance to get a, a the top pick, which is not yeah. a whole lot, but mm -hmm. 
we're going to come out with two, two strong contenders or, you know, we won't, you know, maybe Sam makes a trade that, uh, you know, either, either trade up to get one top pick or he trades mm-hmm. down, which he acknowledged. Both of those are possibilities. I don't think that thunder fans, especially the ones that have been all aboard the tank express, uh, this season will be pleased if, if we trade down in the draft after watching a season of, of losing basketball, but you know, okay, uh, yeah, I will, <laughs> even if they don't, whatever. Yeah. I don't need them. They don't, they don't I, count. I trust Presty at this point, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm not going to freak out that they won that last game or whatever. And that could affect their placement in the lottery, you know, draw or whatever. I don't know. I mean, Pre- Presti has so many toys to play with. We talk about it all the time. He he could draft to get, I mean, he could trade to get any player that he wants to get, regardless of what pick the Thunder has. Imagine getting angry and, that your young, uh, your youngest player on your team hits a game winner in the last game of the season. Like imagine getting mad at that. Th- that's yeah. a reality <laughs> that's out there for a player, for a player that was, struggling to start the season and yeah. clearly came all of the way into form and He's then ended it by saying, okay, <laughs> so, Oh, I can play basketball. Here we go. We did it. Are you, are you happy for me? His career high <laughs> in the last game of the season yeah. with a game winner and people are mad about it. Like it just boggles my mind. Anyway, yeah. not to be I, negative I, continuously. I guess, I guess it's all just perspective really for me. You know, I know what Sam Presti usually does. I, I draft night. I, I know that his process is very calculated, and uh, possibly he thinks farther into the future than most GMs, especially now, because you know a lot of franchises are win now, win now, right now, and the Thunder are not win now, right now. Well, yeah, I was going to say so, it's also so, necessity, so just the nature yeah, of the market. Yeah, yeah. I, I I trust whatever he's going to do. Here's what I think he's going to do. I think that he's probably going to, we're probably going to get the fifth or sixth pick or whatever. And he's probably going to draft a player that was not expected to go that high because it seems like that's kind of his jam. seems like that's his go-to move. And everyone's like, whoa, that that was a surprise. It happened with Russell Westbrook and and James Harden. None of those guys, either of those guys were not expected to go that high. Well, yeah, I think that's just a general misunderstanding of the draft anyway. I think that there are a lot of people that just assume that there are players that just, because there's so many like reporters and stuff that do their own mock drafts and some of them end up pretty similar yeah. because they like see the same things. They're like, Oh, this person should be going at this pick. But I'm like, you got to remember what pick some of these players were. There are second round picks that are way better than so many top six picks in the last 10 years that it's insane. So it's all what the scouts are seeing for each of the teams. Yeah. Real quick. Uh, I'm interested to get your perspective on this. Think about the, let's just go to the last three years the last three years of, of the draft, how many players were drafted that you can name that you think were quote unquote franchise changing? Well, we saw, we I saw one the last obvious night. is Luka Doncic. Yeah. Ja, John Morant. I mean, he, he, yep. he is, he's, you one. put him up there. Well, yeah, like, oh, definitely. I mean, he, he, he's he is what, the reason two or three. He's the second, the second season. And this is the re this yeah. is the year. I mean that he is the reason that they're in the playoffs. Now, are they going to make a lot of noise? Uh, maybe not, but they're also, as we said, like the youngest team in the league or, or close to a youngest team in the playoffs. Um, and he played, I mean, he played out of his mind last night. Like that was, yeah, he was great. That was probably the best game of his entire career. And I know he's probably had more points or whatever, but 
the, on the stage that he was on, that was exceptional. But yeah, yeah. I would also say Luca for sure. I mean, obviously. Luca. <laughs> would you would you throw Trey Young in there? Is he franchise changing? Uh, he's great. Uh, they're the five seed this season. I mean, they're playing. They ever since they got a new they got a new coach. They've been playing really well. I mean, and we're there. It's sure to had to be an interesting series between them and the Knicks. So, yeah, I, I would say that. I, I guess the the, yeah. the the question is like, is franchise changing? Does that mean that you're going to win a championship with your franchise? Because, like as we've talked about, it's pretty hard to win a championship unless you are like a top fifty player all time. Well, yeah, I yeah. I want to yeah. say that franchise changing is like, am I now building the team around this person? Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to say then it. Yes, yeah. I would. Yeah, I would put Trey in there. that case. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd put John Morant there too. I mean, I, I love John, and I, and I want to give him all the credit in the world, but. The Grizzlies are a really good team. Like they, they've got a bunch of really good pieces oh, yeah. around him. You know, it's not just because <laughs> no, of except him. for Dylan Brooks. Except no one likes Dylan Brooks. <laughs> Man, Jaw does. <laughs> yeah. if, he, if if Dylan Brooks played for the Thunder, we would like him. I mean, obviously that's kind of a dumb statement, but it's it's true. You know, he he's just that kind of that kind of dude. And you know, he competes yeah, that but, way. But, but, but he doesn't. This, but he doesn't. So. <laughs> <laughs> for for them this this particular season also I think you can't overlook uh, Valanciunas what he's brought to them they wouldn't they Dude, wouldn't be where they are the without man. him but um also Shay our very own who yeah I mean yeah at this point I think it's pretty safe to say that he is uh he is he is a I mean he is a budding superstar he will will be. Like a perennial MVP candidate, he will be perennial All Star, All NBA. I mean, I, I sent you guys a chart several weeks back that was showing, um, basically like the shot creators in the NBA and how there was this this mark in efficiency that you just no one can pass. Like it's the, yeah. the right on this line is where Dame and Curry and uh, you know all these all these really incredible shot creators are and. Shea, if you had, if he had qualified because he hadn't played as many games, he would have busted through that barrier with the stats that he had, like completely destroyed it. So yeah, yeah, like he is, he is without a doubt a franchise changing player. I mean, we're we're gonna build and, around him, and and he's gonna take us all the way. I mean, I, I I'm my last one. It. My last one is Zion. Clearly, oh yes, definitely. He had the what the the yeah. most efficient, like the most efficient and dominant inside game since Shaq. Uh, yeah, like the two thousand one season, his MVP season. I don't even remember what the what the specific stat was, but it was crazy. Let me see if I can find it. I mean, he certainly hasn't changed that franchise yet, though. You know what I mean? Like they were very underachieving this year compared to what everyone thought they were going to be. I won't deny that. I, I, Again, I oh, think yeah. Zion's great and everything, but they're they if he is franchise changing, I don't think it's happened yet, you know, because they're still, you know, very mediocre when they're at their best, you know. I would definitely agree with that. Um, but how much of that is gonna be a management slash coaching situation, you know? Yeah. Cause yeah. like the player himself is I mean, if you put all of your weight into him, I think that that works. You just have to have the right pieces around, you know. Yeah, I feel the if same I'm way about Shea, honestly. Fan, yeah, if 
I'm a Pelicans fan, I'm just thinking back to when the organization fired Monty Williams that year before he went and coached for the Thunder, you know? Mm -hmm. And yep. I'm just thinking, why the heck did that happen? Why the heck would we would we fire that guy who is a candidate for coach of the year this year, by the way? And I mean, what what could Monty Williams have done with that team after the LeBron trade? Or not the LeBron trade, but after the Anthony Davis trade, you know, that sent Lonzo and sent Brandon Ingram to to New Orleans. Like, I don't know. I mean, because they were good that year. The Pelicans were pretty good that year under Monty Williams. And I just, I just did not understand firing him at all. I didn't get it. Hey, it's fine. He's, he's living the dream now. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's set up now in Phoenix. He's, he's got a team that he's about to lead into the playoffs and he's got Chris Paul there to help him out. So, uh, that, that's going to be good. That's going to be a really good team to watch in the postseason. So Zion averaged 27 points, uh, on 61% from the floor, which <laughs> is the most ever for anyone averaging 60, 60%, 27 points. All I'm saying is you get, uh, how, how many games did BI miss this year? Uh, I don't know. I don't know the number. Okay. I mean, they, they were not, they were disappointing even before they had people like Steven missed like the second half of the season. You know, yeah. I, I know that they were disappointing earlier too. And as much as I really, I love Stan Van Gundy. I, I wonder if he is the right person for that position. I just, yeah. I don't know. They yeah. need, they need a different kind of makeup. I think that they will come through better next season. I really do. I think they will be a tougher team and a better, a better situation next year. Yeah. I, I, ha I have to believe that. I mean, Brandon Ingram is, is, a I mean, he's an all-star. He's a very good player. You know, he's like a, you know, you know, it's very, there's a very similar comparison to be made between Zion and Brandon Ingram and uh, Giannis and Middleton. Yeah. They, they both are, yeah. you know, you got a dominant inside presence and you got a guy that can pretty much get a bucket anywhere. So I, th they're, they're going to be better. It's just a matter of yeah. how long it's going to take. Luckily Zion is you know really young still. So he, yeah, he is young. He is. And I, I'm not denying like what he's done in the league so far. I'm just saying like he may be a franchise changing player, but it hasn't really happened yet. It may not be the Pelicans you know, that he changes. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, <laughs> no, that's true. He could end up going <laughs> yeah, somewhere else and suddenly become this dominant force, you know? Yeah. I mean, look at Anthony, look I at Anthony Davis. I don't know that you could say exactly. that he was a franchise changing player for them, but he clearly helped the Lakers. So, mm -hmm. yeah, well, I mean, he did lead the team to the playoffs and they did like sweep the blazers, you know, in the postseason. like they did have some pretty profound success under Anthony Davis that they hadn't had since Chris Paul, you know? Yeah. <coughs> Everyone sweeps Just the real blazers quick. though. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, you know who would be great in, in a Pelicans uniform next year, I think is uh, Al Horford. I think a player like that, like a stabilizer, yeah. a guy that, has bit played at pretty much every level of the NBA you can play at. Like that may be what they need. Kind of, kind of a, not that, I mean, Steven Adams has a ton of experience too, but you know, a guy like Al Horford, uh, may be really good for those young guys, you know, not that Brandon Ingram's young anymore, but you know, he's still, he may not be at the peak of his ability yet. Well, they need, I think they need shooting really, yeah, which is why really, Al Horford yeah. needs shooting would, would bring them that Steven does not have, or is unwilling to use. 
whichever it is. <laughs> Do you think they move forward with Lonzo Ball? Uh, that's tough. I mean, it, he. I keep wanting him to get better, and he keeps just being as good as he is. <laughs> so. I think he is what he is, honestly. I, I think he is what he is. It's unfortunate. It, it's, he is uh, He is definitely the lesser ball as of, well, <laughs> since like the second week of the season. So I, It's funny because one of them isn't even in the league, and I still think that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, I think I think he, Leangelo is. Uh, I think he's in the G League or like he was. Yeah. He he yeah. played for right. Detroit or something the earlier. Blue. I don't know. He, he played he played for the Blue in the G also, League. I think right. Also, yeah. Also, no, he yeah. played for both those teams. Yeah. But yeah, no. I mean, but it's. Un, I don't think it's fair to compare anyone to Lamelo. He is special. I mean, it's true. Yeah. Sorry, 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 Alonzo, but. <laughs> You made your bro so, better than you. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, Michael Jordan's got brothers too. <laughs> yep. Um. So the the play tourney now. If, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, it's all done now. And I believe, with the exception of the Memphis Grizzlies, every team just slid right in the slot that they were in before. Like Celtics had that seven spot, you know, and then they beat the Wizards, so they keep the seven spot. Wizards yeah. lost, but then they beat the Pacers, so they get the eight spot, which is what they had in the first place. Same thing yeah. with the Lakers in the West, but the one difference was that we had the John Moran Grizzlies yeah. beat, beat Golden State. They, they're the uh, first. Last I mean, night. in the two years we've had to play in now, they're the first team that's that's defied the odds, that's defied their yeah. spot. So yeah, even last season, yeah. you know, everyone was all in where they were supposed to be. Yeah, uh, I will say as an as an NBA fan, like I loved the playing games. I mean, it, it was so fun to watch those games, and several of them were like do or die games too. You know, like loser goes home, and yeah. so it's just like Game Seven. You know, it's, it's fun. yeah. I mean, and Memphis we, literally just very won entertaining. two Game Sevens like back to back, and yeah. now they have to yeah. play the number one seed. Like that is yeah. Talk about it's a tough road. This momentum, well, you know, going into the playoffs. I find it interesting because there's the uh, omniscient level of me that just like any type of Disney remake uh, understands the cash grab that is creating this drama. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But uh, you know, you could justify it because of what you just said, Eddie kind of stuck with me, which was win two game sevens. Um, I want the eighth seed to be able to win a close game. Yeah. So no, it's going to (laughs) make, I mean, it, it, it's hard to say if how much of a fight Memphis is going to put up against Utah. You know, the games are probably all going to be close, but it could still be a sweep, but it also could not. At least we know now that like, if it is close at the end, we already have the evidence that Memphis can pull it out. You know, they won yeah. two close games against yeah. tough teams, you know, two, two teams, mm-hmm. by the way, that account for nearly 50% of the championships of the last decade. Mm-hmm. It can make things sweeter for those teams too. So some miracle Memphis makes it out of that first round, man, like that's a, that's a beautiful, beautiful uh, amount of morale for that team. Right. Oh yeah. I, I shudder to last think time about number that. Eight being a number one. It's been a, the, a long the, time. The Warriors yeah. beat the Mavs yep. back in Dallas, 2008. Yeah. Yep. We believe yep. that we believe. And then they had, we believe on the court last night and they couldn't get it done. 
Oh, oh that's yeah. why. That's why they didn't get that. It's a different team. <laughs> I, I I can't I can't look. I I like the Memphis Grizzlies and I think that they've got a really bright future, but just I for, wanted the, for the, State. The, the sake yeah. of of like the the world not imploding, I need I need Utah to get out of the first round because if they do not get out of the first round after this season that they've had, like that entire franchise <laughs> is just going to disintegrate. I can't, I cannot fathom that they would be able to survive that. Yeah. You have the best season yeah. in your franchise history and you get swept or, you know, you get beat in the first round Which, by the youngest team in the playoffs. <laughs> your players hated each other at the end of last year. That's true. Constantly, you know what I mean? So it's like, it was a fantastic comeback in like a kind of the the one you know. thing I can say about that is that I, I have to believe that they would, I mean, there's no way that they would continue with that team. If that were to happen, that would be a, they would have to, something would have to go. And if that's the case, you know, we're sitting here with our net wide open, ready to catch mm-hmm. whatever, uh, you know, wants to land at our feet. I, Although most I've of decided I've, uh, who did I watch? Oh, I watched Joe Ingles on uh, Duncan Robinson's podcast and they were talking about, uh, people you don't want to talk trash to cause they were talking about Russ. <laughs> um, and, uh, I, I would take Joe Ingles on our team. <laughs> I mean, I don't look, I, he's a good player and he's obviously like a me, a meme, you know, yeah. I, I still have sour feelings about him, but if he were to join my team, I think I would get over it pretty quickly. Yeah. He's, he's old though. I mean, he's like old. Yeah. Well, he's older. I'm not sure how well he fits. I, oh, I just want him to be the Steve Novak on the team. He doesn't need to play very much. <laughs> <laughs> I just want him to be there. By the way, I, I know I'll we've take, kind of passed the thunder, but did you guys see that uh, Mike Muscala, like he was oh, che- yeah. tearing up in his exit interview because of how thankful he is for the Oklahoma City franchise and the team. I, I really feel like that they're going to keep him around. I don't think that they're going to get rid of him. I think he yeah. wants to be here more than anywhere else. And even if that yeah, means I, he doesn't play much, like he wants to help mm-hmm. contribute and be a part of the team. And I, I would really like that. I know that I, the yeah. smart There's move something would be that I to, feel like, to jettison him and, and, you know, go younger. But yeah, I feel like it's something we don't know because the whole situation with acquiring him or Presti, Presti like flew to his house. Yeah. To I mean, go meet with like, <laughs> but it, anyway, I love that he's here and I love him and I'm glad that he feels so strongly um, yeah. about our organization. So that's good. Joe Ingles is 33, by the way. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, he's he, a, a he, real Aussie. He would be like, that's like 14 years older than Poku. <laughs> <laughs> I just want yeah. him to be able to start the fights. Yeah, he he would be a replacement for what we don't have right now, which is like the Stephen type. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, before we get into the playoffs, real quick, so the uh finalists for all the NBA awards were released this mm-hmm. week. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh you know, LeBron came out, he said Steph Curry should be MVP and when you know it, Steph, that gets Steph tougher Curry now. Sh- it's such, shows up on the list. Okay. I have strong feelings about this. Yeah, let's hear uh, it. I want to hear it. Well, look, I mean, he, I just, he is a league darling and he has been for a while now. And he, and we've talked about it a lot. He's really good with the media. He's very uh, charismatic and he plays a style of basketball that is just 
it is instantaneous gratification every time he makes one of those threes. I mean, that's a, that's all you can describe it as. It's just it's like the perfect analogy for being in America right now. You get what you want and you get it immediately. And that's 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 why he is <laughs> beloved. I mean, he's obviously broken all the record for shooting and whatever. But the fact that he is an MVP finalist and his team is not even in the playoffs, that is downright disrespectful. Like, why in the world is he a finalist and not someone like Julius Randle? You know, or yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, you could name any Chris Paul. Like, come on, yeah, man. Chris Paul. How you, how are you going to put Steph Curry in there over Chris Paul or Donovan Mitchell or guys that have, have actually done things? Yeah. Like, I, it's just, it's ludicrous to me. And the fact that, like, even Jaw came out last night after he beat him and said, all right, now give him the MVP. Like, dude, it's just not, it's not there for me. He wasn't, a- he didn't, he didn't break, like, the scoring, like, he didn't. He didn't do insane scoring like what James Harden did a couple years ago. He didn't have, I mean, uh, he, he broke, he had a great and insane month of threes, right? Mm-hmm. But like, he didn't do a season long. He didn't break his season record. He didn't break efficiency records or anything. He's, he didn't lead his team to the playoffs. I like, he was just exciting to watch and he's a big name. And so they put him as a finalist. I, I don't like it. Well, uh, I I feel like it's a more of a flower situation for him. I think sure. it might have been just setting him up for some respect. He did average a career high in points this year. No, yeah, I mean, yeah. He, and he's the oldest <laughs> guy to average that many points yeah. since Michael Jordan. Yeah. So, no doubt, um, it's impressive. You know, we talked about we we compared him and Russ and what they what they did this season. And I, I'm not I'm not here advocating that Russ should have been an MVP finalist because that would be ridiculous of me to say even though mm-hmm. he did do, you know, I would, I would weigh the, the, the historical impact of their seasons very similarly. And I know that yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah, wouldn't. Yeah. 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 Um, no, yeah. I, I, yeah. That's a, that's an argument. I a hundred percent could get behind, but it, it, I mean, really people like Julius Randall, Giannis, Ste- uh, Chris Paul, these people should have been in that finalist spot. We know that it's going to be Luca or, or, or I'm sorry. Um, Jokic or, or Embiid, like no, no one, else, no, the third person doesn't have a chance. So at least, you know, show some respect to the people that actually, you know, really, really helped their team. You know, who, oh. everyone knows that the New York Knicks would not be in the four seed if Julius Randle were not playing there. Absolutely. The Golden State Warriors, yeah. if Steph didn't play, they still wouldn't be in the playoffs. So, well, the, you know, I, I, that's why I don't, all of the awards need to be reworked. They just need to work like other sports where you get an award for having the scoring record, where you get an award for having all of the stat records. You know what I mean? Cause then we don't really need an MVP. You just go, I mean, look at all these, you already have an all-star team. You already have the all NBA team. You can do a finals MVP. That makes the most sense to me. Yeah, but I I like that idea a lot, actually, Victor. I mean, there. I mean, it already is kind of an unofficial award, you know, scoring champion and all yeah. that. Like, why not make it an actual award that you reward at that, you know, mm-hmm. award show they're going to do if they choose to do that again? I mean, we've certainly seen if- people com- compete to get it over the years. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Steph and Brad yeah. Beal were competing this year. I remember that David Robinson versus uh, um, was it Hakeem? 
that were competing yeah. for the scoring title back in the mid nineties. And like David had to score 70 on the last eight day of the season or something. Shaq has talked <laughs> yeah. about oh, get, wow. trying to get the rebounding award. Exactly. You know, like so it, those awards have weight. And I think that players, I mean, that's only going to amplify performances like, <laughs> cause even still, like I'm looking still at Steph's stats to kind of see how this stacks up against his other seasons. This just a hundred percent seems like a wow, Steph. You really balled out for yourself this year, <laughs> because like mm-hmm. his uh, he's only have a, had a higher uh, field goal efficiency, like effective uh, field goal percentage, two other seasons, and it's his best one in three seasons. So yeah, I mean his numbers are pretty similar to when he won MVP those those couple of years. You I, know? They're yeah. pretty similar. No, I hey, and I'm not I'm not going to deny that at all. I think what he did was fantastic. You know, I would say if but they want to do all your reasons about like not getting into the playoffs and all that stuff is still very valid, which is why I think that yeah, this award yeah. doesn't make any sense anymore because no one knows what it's for. <laughs> I think that yeah, the, since I, they've I, reduced I it right. to like naming the finalists like they have and then waiting till after the season, I think that you pretty much nailed it. The, like this, g- putting him as a finalist is giving him his flowers and saying, hey, yeah. we see what you did. You're not going to win the award, but we see what you did. And so here's some recognition for it. But like, I just yeah. think that there are other people that need more recognition. They should expand it to five Absolutely. players, you know? But so and I agree with that. And I uh, forgot there was a point that I was getting to before I said all the other awards is oh, sorry. easily, easily. No, I just didn't say it easily. Julius Randall is going to get the most improved player. If he oh, does, sure. then it's asinine. So, so part yeah, of my thinking yeah. is they're like, well, we don't have to put him as a finalist for MVP. If we know he's going to win most improved, play. you know what I mean? Man, that makes, <laughs> that reminds That's me, I'm saying. That reminds me of the, the awards that we used, that we used to get that were given out in <laughs> band. And yeah. I remember, I remember <laughs> exactly. Oh man. I was such a little piece of crap in, in school. And I, I remember, <laughs> I remember sitting in a concert and when they announced a uh, best percussionist and it went to not me, I was like, what <laughs> is this? This is ridiculous. Like I'm clearly the best percussionist here. And I found out that the only reason they did that is because they were going to give me the best musician award. And so they didn't want to give me both of the awards. <laughs> like that's what that, that's what that reminds me of. <laughs> the it's lead, funny the because like, uh, Joey, we're going to give him most improved. So we're not going to make him a finalist. <laughs> it's, I'll tell Did you what, give dude. it to Joey, Eddie. Do what? <laughs> oh, double day. Did they give it to Joey? Uh, I actually don't remember who got it. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it was probably I Joey. Even, like, you. <laughs> the, the, the name of the awards may not even be that. I'm pretty sure one of them was percussionist and the other one was a musician. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't even. Know. I mean, I'll tell. I'll tell you at our banquet, there are kids that just run away with several accolades, so it's kind of hilarious. To yeah, me. that's like, what wow, I wanted. They just clean it up tonight. <laughs> Give me the hardware, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, you ready to start talking about the real deal? Now the real game begins. Yeah, I'm doing, talking about playoff predictions. I'm doing that old '90s where you pop your knuckles and you put your palm scare all the way out. I'm like, all right, I'm ready. <laughs> I've never been able to do it that way. I have to do in. I pop them in. I, I press them. Oh, gotcha. Like I'm punching my hands. Yeah. I'm so kneading dough. The way we usually do this is the way that, you know, NCAA tournament bracket people do it, where we fill out the whole thing. Um, so if we're wrong in the first round, you just kind of have to stick with that. Do you guys want to do that again? Or do you want to just 
predict the first round and then I, I wanna, we can go to the I second wanna, round. I like the, first uh, done. I, I, the fact that we have a tradition now yeah, is, is, exactly. is really awesome to me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, okay. th- three years ago, me is a different person. And the fact that I've stuck with what that guy did like that's pretty cool yeah <laughs> think about all you, if you think about all the hoodies i've thrown away being like why do i have this hoodie like it's amazing that there are things that i keep doing right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i want to uh, do the whole thing and i'm just i'm sticking yeah. with it you know we did a I'm we down. did a mulligan for our season picks which by the way congratulations jeremy you nailed yes. the 22 wins <laughs> yeah i just you uh, nailed it <laughs> I, I just didn't see them winning that many games. I just, I just didn't. <laughs> I, I would still like to take credit, though, that I was the closest from the big get go. Now, uh, all yeah, I'm saying it was is, not uh, on as much as early, as much as Jeremy didn't think we'd win that many games, I was sure we would beat Sacramento one of three times. Right. So I'm pretty upset about that. I also think yeah. that we didn't necessarily beat the Clippers. I think that they just really did not want to win that game. They, and they, Boston as well. Yeah, that was weird, man. Boss, <laughs> it's so weird. Anyway, let's do this because we got there's a lot here. Um, That's okay. Wester that was that was our recap first. of our two wins since the last time that we won. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> uh, let's do East first. East. All right. Well, we we're going to talk about Russ then, which is I know. One of the That's big, why I said let's do it first. <laughs> <laughs> so the so the Wizards earned a spot in the playoffs. Uh, they uh, lost to the Boston Celtics, you know, behind Jason Tatum's 50 points, but then they, they took it to the Indiana Pacers and Domas looked very off in that game. He fouled he out. Just, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. He fouled out. I, I don't know if they were just throwing, you know, all kinds of defense at him. Cause he's by far their best player or what? Maybe he doesn't like playing Russ. Like Russ's numbers against the Pacers this season were ridiculous. It was basically like <laughs> Nipsey hustle numbers, you know, 2020. <laughs> Have you guys uh, been at all? Uh, have you seen all the stuff that's been going on in in uh in Indiana with their team? Like there's uh-uh. not really the head coach. Like there's been some some locker room issues, and like the head coach has been abusive to pretty much everyone on the team and the staff, and the, they don't like playing for him. And like I'm surprised that they won that that game against um uh who in the world did they play? Charlotte, Charlotte that they obliterated them so badly. And like, it's funny to me that uh, Domas w- fouled out and they made a point to show on the broadcast of the game, a clip of the coach telling Domas, I'm not taking you out. I'm not taking you out. I trust you. And then he went and fouled out. <laughs> like that's, yeah. I don't know. It just, it doesn't. Domas was like, sweet. I'm done. <laughs> I think that they're, they're either on the way to a rebuild or, at the very least, a whole new coaching situation. And that's the, the problem is this guy yeah. was a new coach. So yeah. I kind of, they shouldn't Domas. have fired Nate McMillan. Send I mean, us Domas. Well, that he clearly yes. worked out in Atlanta. So Send yeah, he's a great Domas. coach. Yeah. I would love, man. Yeah, Domas can come play for the man. Thunder. That's fine with me. I would love that. Just, it would, uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, so Philly, really Washington. Well okay. Look, I know it's, I know it's wrong. I know it's wrong. <laughs> I but know what you're putting I'm, in. I'm, I'm excited going. about it, Eddie. Yay. I'm going for it. Yay. I'm saying Russ Good is going to get Eddie. out of the first round. He's going to beat and beat. Nice. It's going to be a tremendous success. I'm looking forward to it. Um, well, as I a, think that, yeah, go ahead, Victor. Uh, no, you go ahead. <laughs> well, 
I, I'm going Philly in seven, but that is a pretty good deal of respect towards towards Russ and Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. I kind of think that they, you know, that play-in tournament was an opportunity for teams to really gain some momentum going into the playoffs. Some momentum yeah. that other teams like Philadelphia aren't going to have because they haven't played in several days, you know. Mm-hmm. Plus, I don't know how motivated they're going to be, you know, playing Washington. I don't know if they really have respect for Washington. Oh, no, no, no. It's the playoffs. And also it's Embiid against Russ. And I got to say, yeah, this I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited. This could be the spiciest series of the first round. (laughs) I think in terms of like aggression, Simmons guard more Does Simmons guard Beal or Westbrook more. Uh, Well, yeah, I think that that you have to. Someone laid out on Reddit the other day, a perfect game plan for Washington. And it's all up to whether Scotty decides to do it or not. But they, because mm-hmm. on inside the NBA, Chuck and Shaq had kind of differing strategies. Chuck said that what you need to do is you need to double Embiid and not let him beat you and make Ben Simmons score and shoot. And yeah. Shaq was like, no, that's not what you need to do. You need to stop everyone <laughs> but Embiid and you need to get be, make Embiid work all over the court, which is really right up Washington's alley because Washington has three centers on their roster that they can throw at Joel Embiid. So you play him straight up and you make him run around screens. You make him tired because we know he's not the best conditioned guy in the league. And I think that Mm -hmm. they have a solid chance. I think the only way that the only way that uh, if, if Philly is going to win the series, Ben Simmons is going to be the is going to be the guy that does it for them. If yeah. he can, if he can, I guess that score and get past Russ and and Beal and stop them just enough, then they're not going to have a problem. Um, as yeah. a uh, frequently disenfranchised person, uh, I just feel <laughs> like the machine that is the NBA has an MVP candidate in this series, and yeah, it's true. constantly, constantly uh, keeps Russell from being successful. So that's at the end of the day, why I pick Philadelphia at six. (laughs) No, I, I, you have the smartest pick in this of, of, of all three of us, frankly, it would probably be even smarter to say Philly in five, but (laughs) I, you know, I I have no qualms of being wrong in this situation. I love Russ. I want to see him win so badly. I'm wrong. The reason I hope I'm wrong is because the next matchup is easier for us. (laughs) Yeah, no, I would love to see. Well, he did lose. They did lose both those games to Atlanta. I don't remember the last but time they I, played the Knicks, but yeah. But I, I, just, also, I feel well, we'll something. We'll I feel a little spark. Yeah. There's yeah, a little spark. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Russ I don't know. posted yesterday on it. IG. He was like playoff bound. And of course he said it. Why not? <laughs> well, did, did you yeah. guys hear that? Uh, he gave the team a speech like three months ago. And when they were really, really bad. And he was like, mm-hmm. I'm not missing the playoffs. We're not going to miss the playoffs. We're going to make it. And he delivered yeah. because mm-hmm. that's what Russell wow. does. That's awesome. All right. <sighs> yeah, it's going to be entertaining. 10 a.m. tomorrow for me, California time. I'm going to set my alarm. Nice. I'm going to have to set my alarm to noon. That's early. Noon, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it'll be early Atlanta. Be- based, on, based on my plans tonight. It'll be early to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go straight down or we're going to go down to Brooklyn, Boston. No, let's go straight uh, down. Way. Let's go right. straight down. Okay. This Four is going to be the most interesting series to me. I I can't pick. I literally, I don't know. I can. It's a toss up. It. What the heck? 
don't know. I think I messed up the thing. Victor, sorry. Yeah, I, I mean, that's what okay, I'm. That's what I was think, leaning towards as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though yeah. I, I don't know, like I could see this being anywhere between five and seven games with either yeah. team winning. <laughs> exactly. That's the beauty of the four or five matchup. And this particular four or five, I think, is the most up in the air one that we've had in a long time. So Eddie and I have picked New York in seven, and Jeremy has picked them in six. I like that we're yeah, all on you, the Knicks you know, train. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, here, here's my reason: defense. I think Thibodeau is going to be, be able to construct a defensive scheme that's going to stop Trey Young over the course of, you know, a seven game series. I also think and, that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, you guys know what I think about the experience thing too. I mean, Atlanta's best player is Trey Young, and he has zero playoff experience. I think that matters. I really do. Um, and the, the momentum that the Knicks have gained like all season, I mean, it, and it's going to be a Madison square garden guys. Like everyone's pumped up. Like I, I feel like this is, this is a coming out party for, for the Knicks. Like they're going to let this. everyone know that they're here to stay. If the Knicks steal uh, one of the first two games, then it's definitely over for Atlanta. It's so hard because they have fans in MSG now, right? Yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they're going to have, have yeah. I don't remember yeah. the number, but like 5,000 or something. I know that like the cost those, of tickets is like 900 bucks for the cheapest seats. Of course. I mean, they haven't had a playoff game in ages. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I was going to say the last time they had a playoff game, Carmelo Anthony was still in the league, but he's still in the league. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I have two, be two words and that's all there is. D Rose. D Rose. Yeah. He has been there. He has done that. He has come around the block and I feel a very similar uh, kinship with D Rose as, as I do with, with Russ, or at least I think that they're in the same boat. They've not yeah. really gotten a lot of the respect that they deserve over the years. They've both had some pretty t- awful injury situations. Obviously D Rose much more so, but like mm. D Rose is, he, he's, uh, he has led teams in the playoffs to very far distances. So, I think that he's going to be the, the X factor in the series. He uh, talked to the media the other day and he was like, listen, y'all, um, the only thing that is uh, vintage about me is my floater. I'm not blowing past people very much. <laughs> I'm just trying to make shots. <laughs> it gets to the rib. <laughs> so he is very aware of his limitations, but he is working. So good for him. Yeah. It's a sentimental favorite. He and Thibodeau and, uh, you know, our boy Nerlens. And that's right. Yeah. Our, second our, second our, in the league in blocks. Our friend in the league in Taj Gibson. Mm-hmm. And of course, the MVP finalist of my heart, Julius Randle. <laughs> there <laughs> yep. you go. Yeah. We'll get to see Gallo. Hopefully, Hopefully he plays well. Big shots too. He's yeah. Been pretty quiet like season. Gallo. Definitely. Yep. Definitely he a has. step back from his Oklahoma City days. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Tibbs is going to draw up some really good defensive schemes to to stop Atlanta and make them struggle in the half court. I th- I think that's going to happen, and I don't think Atlanta's used to that, you know. So, well, it's going to be I'm good. looking forward to the Atlanta really sweep. Now that we've all predicted New York, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, this next one is a rematch, right? It's a rematch of the. Uh, this right. is the one I where Milwaukee got swept last season, right? Or they, yeah. did they win one game? 
No, I think I think they won one game because uh, yeah. Chris Middleton basically yeah. shot. Didn't them he have of, a fifty a point game in one of those? I think that was what it was. Something like that. Yeah, he went off when Giannis didn't play that much in that game. I think Jimmy is uh, he is motivated and he is ready. Yes. So I, you know, it's hard for me to to really pick against them. Yeah, but I think I pretty much have to. <laughs> yeah. I, I picking seven games in every one of these series. I don't, that's not realistic, but you know what? I don't care. <laughs> I'm could, not going to pick be. seven games in the next one. I'll know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to, you know, I think Milwaukee, they had a disappointing ending to their season last year. I think Giannis is upset that he's not getting any MVP buzz because the bucks are as good as they've ever been really. And he's, you know, producing the same types of numbers and, and wins. Uh, for his team, he, uh, I, he I, missed too many games. Said I lost my fantasy because of that. So that's his yeah. fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I think the Bucks are are going to have a really really great postseason, and I would not count them out to make the NBA Finals. But we'll see how the bracket uh, progresses. Here. I would love that. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. Me too. It's about time they should be playing in a Finals, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's a, it's it's about that time. Th- as um, I, I mentioned earlier, they locked up, they locked down Giannis. They've got him on contract, so it's not like a disaster if they don't make the finals this season, but certainly if they don't they need to get really close, like, yeah, they need, I to think do it, it gets to a point of like, if, if they don't, if they go out in like the second round or even the Eastern conference finals, I, I think the organization has to ask, okay, what else can we do? Cause we've tried a lot of stuff over the past few years, a lot of different pieces around Giannis, and nothing seems to get us over that hump. So man, what do we do? And I don't know the answer to that question, honestly. Well, I mean, speaking of uh, theoretical ultimatums, uh, Tyler Hero has got to show up in this series. No, for sure. Or he's, or he's written off for me. It's a shame how it's, I hate it. I hate it. He was a rookie last year and Mm -hmm. he played so well that now he just, he couldn't live up to the expectations that people had for him. It's and it's I kind mean, of the same sort of thing that I feel with Bays a little bit. Like Bays played yeah, really yeah. well at the end of last year, and he didn't make quite as much progression as people wanted. And so now, I, I think people are willing to write him off. But it's early. But I, I agree yeah. with you. Like for for Miami to have any success, Tyler Hero has to pretty much play the way that he played last year <laughs> for it to work out. I mean, I I get the season's been t- I mean weird already. I, he had a kid also. Like just. Lots of things going on for him, but uh, he's got to earn that money. I am excited for it, though. This rematch is going to be, I mean, anytime Jimmy Butler is playing playoff basketball, it's exciting to watch. So, Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. uh, So the one series (laughs) in the first round that I pretty much am sure of, man. Uh, Like like I said earlier, if Boston still had Jalen Brown, this would, I would entertain this series, but. It's not. I mean, Ooh. come on. I just, yeah. I know Jason Tatum. I'll call it right now. Jason Tatum's going to have a fifty-point game in at least one of these games. He's at least have one. To. At least one. And they but probably will lose any, that I think game. He's got a. It's possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, like Jason Tatum, for for the Celtics to do well in this series, he's going to have to be what he was against the Wizards every game, and I'm not sure that's possible. I mean, we haven't seen it from him this season anyway. We talked about a couple so. weeks ago about how, uh, like, no one's broken the the playoff scoring record since Michael Jordan. 
I, if anyone's going to do oh, it yeah. right now, it's yeah. going to be Jason Tatum. Okay. In a loss. Seriously. Like he, he's, gonna, he's already <laughs> he's had a 60 score. point game this season. So yeah, getting 64, that's totally doable. Do you, you make, think you we see a lot of Taco Fall in this series? I don't. I doubt it. I, I hope so. I, I love plays it all. seeing Taco Fall. <laughs> I haven't seen him in an actual like basketball uniform. Like he's been in a suit every time I've seen him. He's played a couple. I'm sure of he has to get games. those custom made. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, I don't think you can walk into a store at the mall and get a suit his size. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's like the people that have to play well for them to beat Boston is is kind of ridiculous. Like Tristan Thompson has to rebound out of his mind. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Marcus gross. Smart probably has to shoot pretty well and have great defensive games every single game, which he's capable of. Kemba's got to get to the free throw line, like <coughs> all types of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I had faith in Boston at the beginning of the season, even when they were struggling, I was like, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. But now with the loss of Jalen Brown and they never really figured it out <laughs> throughout the season. They really didn't. I mean, they, they stayed average at best the whole season for whatever reason. I don't, I don't know what's going on internally there, but I will say, I think that Jalen Brown, his wrist may have saved Brad Stevens job because yeah. <laughs> there's no reason that anyone in Boston should have expectations right now. Like you, you can't, yeah. it's all, this is free money. Now you're playing with house money. <laughs> you get a, you get a playoff series and then you're going to go home. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if he were still in, there would be expectations. And even then, like I, I don't think I could pick them against Brooklyn. I don't think anyone in their right mind could pick them against Brooklyn. No, no. Even though Brooklyn's not a real team, they do have by far the best talent, you know, stacked than any other team in the in the league. That's that's why I'm giving credit there. Who was it? I'm going sweep. Yeah, no, I that's reasonable. I think if any <clears throat> any yeah. series is going to get swept, it's going to be that one. Yeah, I, I feel like it, it could happen. I really do. Um, uh, if they had Jalen Brown, I may give him one or two games, you know, just cause he's that kind of player, but I don't know. I'm going to go sweep. I'm also going different from you guys. You guys are picking Brooklyn in five. Yep. So let's stay right here and let's just do this, uh, go back up top. So now okay. this is the, seven. the premier, uh, oh no, no. I meant like finish the Eastern side. Unless yeah. you guys want to oh, go do West. Oh, 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 oh. Since no, we, we just talked about Eastern Brooklyn side. and Milwaukee, let's just talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. That is going to be a, a premier matchup of the playoffs. Like, that would be, that'll probably be uh, the best matchup that you can get in the Eastern Conference, I think. Oh, honestly. Oh, that, and it's tough, man. Okay, I'm putting we're, it, I'm we're, sorry. We're, we're, we're talking about how Giannis <laughs> has to get to the, the finals. But yep. now look at the road that he's got to go through. Yep. I put uh, it, I put it. That's what it is. He ain't, he ain't scared. I didn't say he's scared. I'm saying that there's three of those dudes on that team that have uh, assumed the villain role and they have nothing to lose. If it doesn't go well, everyone already hates them. It doesn't even matter. (laughs) Well, yeah. And two or two of those guys already have rings. So it's not like exactly, you know, I don't think that their reputations are in danger. Uh, Well, they're already in the dirt for me, but yeah. I feel like Kevin is feeling this freest he's ever felt. I feel like James doesn't even care about scoring. And I feel like Kyrie is along for the ride. And I feel like Joe Harris is just like, just keep giving it to me. It's been great. <laughs> I really appreciate that. All these shots that I'm getting. <laughs> and Blake Griffin is excited that people care about his m- mediocre dunks again. 
and <laughs> he had that real that okay here i will i will i have to give props for the ridiculous dumb play with the insane pass from blake that they had that pretty much showtime like 80s showtime Lakers. oh play yeah that was that a pretty break. crazy play that was pretty crazy <laughs> uh, all insane. five guys touched the ball and like it was an alley-oop yeah. at the end that was pretty sick i mean yeah. that's you know that's like heedles you know it really brings yeah. back those days i mean that what do you but that's what they're supposed to do <laughs> you've got yeah. you can put a lineup yeah. on there of a, of a you know the 2014 all-star game you could put that out on the floor <laughs> exactly like I, I, come on and the fact they you know you know lamarcus already retired like that you know that would have been <laughs> yeah. even crazier <laughs> yeah if they had had that yeah 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 I got. I got to go. I mean, I. I don't want. I don't want to pick against Milwaukee. I want Giannis to beat them, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I got to pick Brooklyn. Yeah, seven may even be a and, stretch, frankly. And my my NBA machine again. Just just like, come on, they're going to keep Brooklyn out of the finals this year. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. I'm going Milwaukee. I'm seven glad for that you're doing it. Reasons. I'm glad you're doing it. Yeah, me too. For a couple reasons. One, I like I said earlier. I I think Milwaukee is kind of due to to make some significant noise in the postseason, disappointing year last year in the bubble. I, I think they have potential to, to really make some noise and possibly make it to the finals. Although we'll see if I make my decision in the moment here in a second, but mm-hmm. also <sighs> Brooklyn by far has the, the most talent, you know, of any team in the NBA by far, but you know, Steve Nash is a young coach. The playoffs are a different animal. They really are. And I, I think that those three guys, Durant, Harden, and uh, Kyrie Irving, I think there will be times in the, in the postseason, even in the first series against the Celtics, where they're going to have to defer. And I don't know if they're going to be able to decide which way to defer in the moment. You know what I mean? Like those guys are going to have to take on different roles in the postseason than they've ever had before. Maybe it'll go well. Maybe it won't. I'm kind of hoping that it does not go well because I do not like them. I do not think they're a real basketball team. But I, I, have I to, think that could be an issue. I have to offer my rebuttal on the coaching situation. Uh, the person yeah. sitting next to Steve Nash is Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> um, yeah, this is true. Yeah, um, this is true. And uh, for how young Steve Nash is, his actual playing in the playoff experience is insane. He's definitely got a lot uh, of play, playoff experience. <laughs> but... Um, he and then neither, I, coach, neither he and I or D'Antonio ever made it to the finals. That's but true. They still this have, they do have finalists on their team. Like that, that is, yeah. you can't deny that. I just feel like that that particular wager on um, their possible effectiveness probably gets outweighed by the other things because of the people that are on this team. If that makes sense, but yeah. your deferring yeah. situation, I definitely agree with. I think that, I think that they probably have considered what's going on there, and I think that they know who shines the best in what spot, and that's what honestly makes them scary to me. And I think that they are good at analyzing how the game has been going, and then the three of them get together, and go, "Well, I've been able to get this all game, or I've been able to get this all game. Let me do this." You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean. Part of the reason of me choosing Milwaukee too is I just don't want to put faith in Brooklyn because I don't like them. You know, yeah, it's like a selfish absolutely. thing. <laughs> absolutely, that's fine. That's why they're picked. I mean, they're they're <laughs> going to be fascinating to watch. I, I do know that. Uh, 
you know, they're going to be really fascinating to watch. There's going to be a game in one of these first two series where they get blown out or something. I bet. I really think that could happen. And, and they're just like, Oh my gosh, you know, like how do we deal with this? You know, <laughs> none of us have ever had to deal with this in the postseason before. Like I could see that happening. Oh, James if, if has. They're, they're just not functioning. You know, James Did we ever get blown out in the playoffs? Yeah, we. Uh, oh, that first game against the, uh, the Spurs. 2006. Uh, yeah. Not 2006. Yeah, the 2016 first game against the Spurs. Yeah. By the way, mm-hmm. yep. I'm I, I'm glad you reminded me of this. Sam Presti, in his exit interview, specifically mentioned game six. Like, and he didn't even put in content. He's literally just said game six. And I was like, man, he is one of us. (laughs) He he is traumatized just like the rest of us. That's right. Uh, I'll I'll put it this way. Uh, We are doing this podcast for fun. His checks have Oklahoma City Thunder. That is true. (laughs) And they are mighty checks. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How yeah. else could he afford all those dope classes? Man, he's the coolest. He is he is a he needs to be I want him to run for governor. <laughs> At least I, mayor. I would vote for him. Yeah. I want I want him to run the Oklahoma City Thunder for the rest of his life. That's what I want. I yeah. Yeah. I would love that. <laughs> especially he's if, doing a pretty good job. Man. All right, all right, all right, all right. Washington. Round. <laughs> <laughs> See, am that's I what just I was gonna, saying. Am I going to take, take the meme all the way? I mean, <laughs> well, it's, it's not a meme. Not, it's not no, a meme because we a, said it's this. A, it's a belief. I mean, I, I think that it, they do. They I beat think New York in it's, the second round. It's possible. Like it. Russell has been to the finals. Russell has tremendous playoff experience. Russell is the most competitive guy on the court every single night. And he has been his entire career. And I, you know, I think that all of those make it valid. However, I then also look at what the actual results have been. And even though I think I can easily point to specific reasons why he has struggled with playoff success in recent years, like it's still there. And it's just it it is harder and harder to feel the kind of uh faith that I felt, you know, six, seven years ago, where even if we were down, like I, it just felt like we just needed to do whatever, you know, we needed to do something and we would win. Now it feels like it has to be like a miracle. You know? I I don't know, man. I'm just I'm I'm continuing. I'm gonna continue with it because I have to. Yeah. Stick with it. You went for it first round, you know? So yeah, I think you guys, I mean, if he's, if they're going to beat Philadelphia, they're going to beat Atlanta or New York. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I hope it happens. I'm picking from my brain here, not my heart. If I was picking from my heart, you know, (laughs) the thunder would be winning the championship this year. Uh, well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That would ruin our lottery odds, Jeremy. Shame on you. (laughs) (laughs) It would. Yes. How dare me root for my team to win. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going Philly in six. I, I think that I honestly think that that matchup is pretty lopsided. Philadelphia and New York. I, I feel like Philadelphia would run away with that um, just from sheer talent, you know, but uh, maybe not. Maybe I think not. that I always run the rust game situation. 
Um, <laughs> Eddie has a has yeah, a. I, I had to just. <laughs> I have to tell I want to. I want to. You know. <laughs> I want to contribute to what we're doing here, but I also want to stick with my heart. <laughs> Eddie has an addendum that says Washington in seven and Philadelphia in five. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I run the uh, the rust factor, which is if my if my prediction in the first round is correct, it means that Philadelphia has three or four days off. And sometimes, depending mm. on who you are, three or four days off creates rust instead of yep. rest. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's if true. New York mm. has if New York has the momentum um, from a game seven victory then they just ride it into that beginning of that series and steal a game, which makes it easier for that to be Philadelphia in six three. But I agree with you, Jeremy, it's probably Philadelphia in five, but depending on how uh, much time their first round series takes, because I I feel confident that their series will take less time than the four five matchup. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just looking to see like when did Philly have extended rest this season and see what they looked like. And the longest break was after the all-star game. And that's when they won four in a row with like humongous margins. Now, to be fair, they were playing uh, Chicago, Washington back when they were terrible and the Spurs, but they beat them by like 35 points each. And then they played the Knicks and they won by three. So there you go. It could Uh. be, you know, I think the Knicks are going to put up a fight no matter who they play. And I think that that's really excellent. Like Philly may win it, but the Knicks are going to fight. I'm just glad that they're back. I'm glad that, you know, when was the last time the Knicks played the Sixers in the playoffs? You know, (laughs) like who was on the the team? Was was Mo Cheek still with Philadelphia? Freaking Patrick Ewing was still at Georgetown. Yeah, it may have been (laughs) Patrick Ewing. Ewing, Yeah. Yep. I think that, uh, I think that the Knicks are the Grizzlies of the East. You know what I mean? That, not not in terms of youth, although they are younger than a lot of the, a lot of these teams. But I feel like they have the grit, the grind. You know that the Memphis Grizzlies have always had, including this this current team. You know, yeah. Um, so I, I think they could be very fun to watch in the playoffs, and they they could give some teams some trouble for sure. You know, I'm I'm giving I'm giving them them credit. You know. So I'm looking at this. this. Is- and uh, I was going to say, this is going to be a hilarious pick for Eddie. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Milwaukee and four. No, <laughs> I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick Russ to get all this way. Just to get swept. <laughs> yep. um, you know, I'm just looking at this and I, I have, there are, let's see between us. We've picked one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine game sevens between us, obviously those are all overlapped, but like how mm-hmm. often do game sevens actually happen? It feels like they don't happen that often. And so I feel like, I don't know, maybe, I'm, maybe the picking, I, I wish mm-hmm. I could go back. Now we could restart and Mike could be more realistic. <laughs> Look, it was that one year where like every game in the first round went to a game seven. You remember that? It was like yeah. five years ago, I think yeah. something like that. That was incredible. Like I also, every series. I also truly think that these matchups are so unactually tested because how many times has Brooklyn played anybody with all these people? Uh, yeah. I mean, we were, we yeah, said like seven games reasons, total yeah. with all those guys. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think I, that I think regardless of it, if it's Washington or Philly, I have to give the edge to Brooklyn 
I, I just, as much as it would physically make me ill to see Russ lose a game seven against those guys, the fact that he got there when the odds were stacked against him all the way would be, you know, I think that that would be enough of a, uh, I, it's not a consolation prize. And I know that Russ wouldn't feel that way, but I think people would start to really be given, give him his respect. And really at this point, I kind of want that more for him than, than anything else. A championship mm-hmm. would be great, but I just want people to respect him the way that, that we have. Well, you know, here's the yeah. way that I see it. They don't have a lot of money on that team, but Russ gets them that far. The pressure to get another person on that team. Only Did you guys it. see this thing about uh, someone, some former NBA player was like, DeMar DeRozan would be a perfect fit with Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook in Washington. And I was like, mm. DeMar, De, you, you pick, could pick any player in the NBA and you pick no. the one guy that, it would be a disaster with that team. <laughs> like, no, yeah, I think yeah. they can you imagine how like the our early thunder days, we had no spacing and we were clogged offensively. <laughs> like that would be like constipation on the basketball court. Someone just launched Scott Brooks to get fired. They just want him to repeat <laughs> frustrations <Which is laughs> from thunder days. Which is fair because he's not a good coach, but I love him. So, no, I want him to stick around. He's funny. With he's Russ, likable. Yeah. I like that you're right. going Milwaukee in seven. I appreciate yeah, that you're getting Giannis to the finals. I'm, you, I'm going for it. I, 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 on both sides. I respect it. On the, yeah, on the me not believing Brooklyn's a real team and thinking they're going to have some personnel issues in the postseason when they get in those, you know, very intense moments. And also, you know, all the momentum that the Bucks have, I, I think that, I think I gotta, I gotta go with my heart and my brain on that one. I, I think Milwaukee's going to get to the finals. I think it's interesting that we have Philly in six. Victor, you have Philly in six in both the first two series, but then you have Brooklyn, but you have Brooklyn in seven in the second series. It's like Philly yeah. doesn't has has an easier path, but they lose to Brooklyn. I guess if yep. Brooklyn wins a game seven against Milwaukee, they're going to be ready to play Philly. So. I also just don't want I don't I don't want them to be in the finals. Joel B, no. Ben Simmons. <laughs> That's part of the reason I'm picking Milwaukee. I don't want any of them to be in the finals. Yeah. I'm stick I I'm pick Jeremy's picks. That's my pick. Jeremy Jeremy nailed he nailed he nailed the wins. I'm sticking with him. <laughs> All right. I'm honored. Thank you. All right, let's move it to the West. What the a, West. What a Okay. You know what? Mike Conley. I know it's crazy, but I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Memphis two games. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm giving Memphis two games. We 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 won two games against uh, the eventual champs. So mm-hmm. if we're gonna make continue to make the parallels, I'm gonna go for it. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah. Now I don't think that anyone. I don't. The potential talent on Memphis is not the same. <laughs> no, uh, it's not the same. But. They're a good yeah. team, and I like them. Yeah. We got to remember how good Utah is defensively. That is too. true. They're very good I defensively, mean, but also I'm just kind of worried about, I don't think I like how much I feel like there's a bunch of pressure on them. There is. We were talking about it earlier. Like, I, I don't know. That that never sits well when you're a one seed, and it's just like, hey, uh, you finally did the one seed. You're doing great. Now you really can't screw it up. You really can't. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's... It's, and uh, especially not after what happened to them last season. Like, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. They and they've been on the upwards trajectory. I mean, they've been on the upwards trajectory since Kevin was still in Oklahoma City. I, I remember the first time we ever played Donovan Mitchell, and we mm-hmm. had a really hard fought game, and he played really well. And I remember distinctly that Russ and Kevin went up to him right after the game ended. And like that's not something Russ ever does, as you guys know. He doesn't yeah. go to the he doesn't go to players, but like he went to him and I was like, this dude. If he's got Russ's respect, he's a baller. He's going to be a yep. real deal. But that was literally five or six years ago now. So, mm-hmm. like, they got to do something. You know, I feel about yeah. as much pressure on them as I do on Milwaukee. Yeah. I think, actually, I hate to be a well actually guy. Go but for it. Donovan Mitchell's rookie season was the year that the Jazz beat the Thunder in the playoffs first round. So that was the year after Kevin left. Was it? Yeah, that I, makes thought, sense. That, I thought that Kevin was on that team. Well, that's all right. No, no, it makes that was sense. the Paul Paul George five points in Game Six year. That was that, that was one. playoff P. So yeah. that was that was, so that was the so that was the second season after Kevin left. That was this the mellow season. Yeah, it was immediately after. Oh no, yeah, you're right. Two seasons after Kevin left. Yeah, he was a rookie in 2018. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Man. What in the world? <laughs> this is only his his fourth season. This is only yeah. Donovan Mitchell's fourth year. All right. Well, maybe they don't have quite as much pressure, but I still think they've got a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. My yeah. next pick's controversial, My- guys. Okay. I think. Oh, I love it. Oh wow. <laughs> hey, yeah. Eddie, you're going you're going that way too. Man. <laughs> you guys pick, picking Dallas in six and seven, respectively. Yeah. Gosh, I, I just think just think about what happened last year. Screw the Clippers. Like, that's know. all. That's all I have to say. Well, yeah, <laughs> I I hate them too, but I also <laughs> just just like with Brooklyn, you know, I know that honestly, the Clippers to me are a much better team than Brooklyn is. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, be, they are. If I were really picking, like, if I were betting on this, I would not. I would, I would have the Clippers in six. I'm yeah, putting my I, heart I just. I decided to take my heart out of the Brooklyn one and put my heart in this one. I just really, really love Luca, and I want it, I want all of the good things to happen to him. Me too. Um, he was my my pick for MVP this year. Just didn't yeah. didn't really work out. Um, I think he needs to grow up a little bit. Honestly, Luca. I'm not saying that in a bad way. He's just still very, very young, and mm-hmm. you know, there, there's been some talk about like how he's been kind of immature with refs and stuff this season. And he's acknowledged it. And everything. To be fair, yeah. Yeah, but but I I think that like growing up time is in the postseason. You know, I I think that you know we'll see him become even more of a you know a grizzled veteran in this postseason. I would I just would love to see them make a miracle think, of it and beat well, beat the Clippers. That'd be absolutely. so great. As good as the Clippers' defense is, I have still since last season and all of this season watched their offense be too like five minutes at a time be very stagnant. And it's a thing that well, cannot happen in the playoffs. That is that is Paul George for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got well, two yeah, guys that are like yeah. known for ISO scoring, you know, like Paul. And, and to be fair, they're great at it. Like, I have no doubt that you give the ball to Paul George and Kawhi or Kawhi at any given moment. They'll get you a bucket against anyone. Yeah. Like they're mm-hmm. great. But. Yeah. What does their in injury situation look like? Like who's good to go for the Clippers? Also, I'd like to point out as much as it is awful for me to say, but Reggie Jackson has been playing really well towards the end of the season. He has been he has been really good for them. Now, 
to let's see if that continues. Can I, can he perform in the playoffs? I don't know. They also have Rondo. So that that's another factor is playoff Rondo. They also have a, a boogie cousins that might make an appearance if they go deep in the playoffs. That's right. Yeah. And he's motivated. That's for sure. I'm pretty sure he's on a minimum contract with them. So, you know, if it, it, dream scenario for him, if they were to win a championship, you know, and he were to be a significant tri- contributor, he, so he'd go get a, a big contract from someone and kind I think of I figured it out. Revitalize I've done some therapy on myself just now. I just psychoanalyze the situation on why I hate the Clippers more than I hate Brooklyn. And it's, it's all Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly created yeah. all the yeah, problems of course, that yeah. created Brooklyn. So of course. I think I just, I just hate him and Reggie's on this team too. And he, yeah, yeah, it's, it's the combination of Reggie and Beverly that I, that, I, don't, I hate that moment in NBA history. All of the dominoes that it has caused that one moment, mm-hmm. Patrick yep. Beverly being a dick. <laughs> like yeah, it sucks. <laughs> if he hadn't done that, who in the world is to say what in the world would have happened, man? We we yeah. could be we we could be talking about Steph being, you know, a borderline all star player. We could be talking about LeBron having no rings still. Like it, it could the whole world could be different, man. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I'm looking at the injury reports for both teams right now because I I think it could possibly make a difference. It looks like um, Clippers are full strength. Well, it looks like I'm seeing that Demar Cousins is questionable for the first game. Demar Cousins. Cousins. He doesn't move the needle in this thing. I I I know that JJ Redick is out. They've already announced that he's out for this at least this series. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Maxi Kleba is probable. I feel like the Mavs need Maxi Kleba. Yeah. They do. They need everyone. And they, they need do, to not but have that's terrifying. Because his injury is an Achilles. So that's like not a thing you really want to rush. Yeah, that's true. Um, the, that's very the true. Big, the biggest thing for me, and it's pretty uh, easy to say, is, is Porzingis. That dude has mm. to come to play every single game. And if he does... I think they've got a shot, but if he asks him, if he gets hurt and he misses a game, I mean, it's, you're looking at Jason Tatum in the West for Luca. Like that's what's going to yeah. be. And Dallas has to, I mean, Dallas has to steal one of the first two games. They just got to punch the Clippers in the face. If they go down two Oh, then it's not happening at all. Yeah. It, it would be tough. I can see really, a scenario really where the Clippers blow them out of the water in the first two games. And then Dallas wins the next two. Now, do I do I think Dallas will win in that series? Maybe not. Probably not. But yeah. I can see that happening. I think they have yeah. a better chance winning a back and forth, back and forth, and then maybe getting two in the middle or something like that. But when you're down two zero, and then you have to win two games just to reset, like that amount of exhaustion. Whenever your team is already kind of thin, and you're working on people's coming off of injuries and just already not having the best stamina, that is not where you want to be. They need one blowout to win this series where people can rest. Hmm. It's going to be tough. Not impossible, though. Jeremy, <laughs> you have lost your mind, dude. Look, look. Denver and five. I hate you. It is well documented, my distaste for the Portland Trailblazers <laughs> and for Damian Lillard. But, Jeremy, they are one, two, three, four, five, hey, six, I'm seven, giving them eight, a game. nine. 10 and two in the last 12 games of the season. 
hey, they're going to win a game against Denver. They're going to win one game. Man, you, without Jamal Murray and the Portland on a roll, you are going them in five. That Look, I was with you on the Eastern Conference, <laughs> but I'm taking my picks elsewhere for the Western Conference. Um, I'm not saying that Portland's going to win, but come on. I, I think I got to at least give it to seven games. Like, I, and that's, that's saying, like, I still think Portland could pull out that series. Yeah. If yeah. Jamal Murray were playing, yeah. it'd be different. I still wouldn't say Denver yeah. in five, but <laughs> yeah. I hope, I, uh, man, I, I hope you're right. I would love, to, <laughs> it would be even more delicious if they got swept. Just, you I know, think that, as no, tradition. I love a good Portland sweep. Love it. I think that Portland's also on the ultimatum time. I think that, uh, they got to get out of the first round. Yeah. And they yeah. Gotta, <laughs> think, what, what, let me really ask you guys, happy. do you, because a lot has been made about how Dame has said that he is going to play his whole career in Portland and he doesn't want to leave and blah, blah, blah. And he's loyal, all that stuff. Uh, do you see him ever leaving Portland? Like if they, if they just blow it up this season, you know, if they get the beat in the first round, like, do you guys see him trying to go somewhere else? It's a good Where question. Would he go? Uh, you know, that, uh... I could see him fitting really well with Milwaukee. Um, he could go play with, uh, gosh, New York, Damian Lillard and Giannis. That's terrifying. Um, yeah, I mean, he Dame could fit in a lot of places because he Here's does what exactly say. what everyone wants in a in a guard. He shoots threes. This is this is the scenario where he leaves. This is the only scenario where I think he leaves, um, and I think I welcome it because the timelines line up for some epic uh, happiness on my end. Uh, Portland continues to go out in the first round for three more years. Oh, um, I would love it. <laughs> after that, after that third year is the reemergence of the Seattle Sonics. Uh, ah. And then Dame Lillard goes there. There's the expansion draft. That team actually ends up with, being with pretty decent. Yep. And then uh, the Thunder beat them in the first round the next season. <laughs> I, someone did make a, make a point since the expansion stuff's getting kind of, it's kind of the, the ball is rolling down the hill. Yeah. Uh, about how that first game thunder in Seattle is going to be the most electric game in the history of sports. I am like, very worried about the riots that will I, I would be, I would be afraid. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm like, I would really like they need to have a, a security presence around them at all times. <laughs> they don't have a like, police force anymore. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sam needs to hire, like, you know, he needs to like go hire a whole bunch of people to just be a buffer. I would yeah. be I would be afraid. <laughs> I really would, especially if they beat them, <laughs> which they would. I mean, come on, <laughs> you, don't, you don't win as an expansion team, especially not when reigning MVP Shea is on the team. If we're still doing this pod, we'd have to do that one live from the game. We have to go yeah. to Seattle. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I would be t I would be afraid. <laughs> I would be afraid yep. for my life. <laughs> I'm going to go and just body paint in a thunder Jersey body paint. Lots um, of, lots of pent up angst for sure. Yep. In that situation, <laughs> it'd be even more delicious if Kevin were on the team and we beat him. And if Russ yeah. had come back and was like six man for us, mm, mwah, just be great. <laughs> chef's kiss. That's the chef's kiss right yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right. 
Right. Here's the, here's the, here is the, the I, this is the one I don't want to pick the most. I don't like yeah, it. This, yep. I don't I like, like it. these two teams, maybe more than any other two teams. I wish this could have been in, the, in the, with the Western conference finals. This is really what yeah. the, the finals. I, yeah, yeah. It would have been except for LeBron's injury, you know, like, and Anthony Davis's injury, like it just kind of took him out of it. I have picked but seven games in like over half of the picks. <laughs> I'm thinking the finals are going to be, be very lucrative for the NBA or the playoffs are going to be very lucrative for the yeah. NBA this season. I, you know what? I don't even think I can say that. Honestly, uh, I, I, it's, it's awful for me to just say that, but uh, when was the last time LeBron played a game seven? Like 2016. Yeah, it's the Finals, thing about maybe. it's our only rule, which is betting against LeBron James. But <laughs> uh, hey, if you feel the need uh, to break the rule, you break the rule. I'm just saying it's yeah, a rule for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm picking Denver in five against Portland, so uh, wouldn't be the most ridiculous thing in to six? go in six. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> I. Well, uh, I'm not saying that LA is going to lay down and die. Here's I, what could happen that would facilitate your pick. You know, all it's all it's got to happen is LeBron has to roll that ankle again. And then it's perfect. Yeah. He sits down. It's very easy for him to do that. It's a high ankle it, injury. Well, it's very easy for that, that to re- reoccur. He is now 36. He yeah. cannot recover. He cannot do that stuff like, you know, he already re-rolled the ankle a little bit in the last game of the season. Now that clearly yeah. didn't have much of an effect based on the way he played against Golden State. But, oof, I, I will be simultaneously happy and sad with whatever happens in this series. It's yeah. going to be difficult for me yeah. to enjoy it. Yeah. Frankly, we're going to get a Chris Paul versus Dennis Schroeder showdown. Yeah. That's going to be fun. By the way, Schroeder sucked. In that game against yeah, Golden yeah, State, he, yeah. and frankly, he did not play well. from what I've been reading, he's been playing pretty crappy the last part of the season, and he didn't accept their season their contract extension. So I I don't know what he's aim what his goal is. I don't know what he's aiming for because, like, that's not the best look to deny your contract, it's not. you know, re- reject your extension, and then play like crap. You know, I I don't know what he wants, what he's trying to get, what his aim is, but I you know. I love him. Hope he hope he. Can I wonder if it out. it's chicken egg. I wonder if he's been put in ba- in worse situations since he didn't. You know what I mean? Maybe. Since Question. He, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. That might be true. Answer. Regardless of daily double. Regardless of what happens in this series, uh, Devin Booker will uh, set a uh, new playoff high for him because he's never played a playoff game before. Yep. So after this series, what will Devin Booker's career high playoff game be? Forty scoring. Yeah, I'm I'm just sitting here thinking like I didn't hear much from Booker at all this season in terms of his his scoring. Like what did he even average this season? I'm looking it up right now. Mm-hmm. He averaged 25. Like that's pretty pretty uh you know bland. Honestly. Well, when you got the facilitator that is the point That's God what I'm saying. Like <laughs> I, I don't I don't see him even like he may not even need to get 40. Like I think he'll probably, well, but it's the Lakers. He'll probably get like but it's, 36 is, but is my I, pick. I feel like if my scenario works out, he's going to have to have done that one of the games because, and it would be one of the first two games saying that LeBron does not get injured because LeBron and AD need to win these games. So I think that Devin Booker also would like to win. 
and I think that he still has the Mamba in him. Um, There's no doubt that he does. So I think that he has a way of taking things into his own hands whenever it's now clearly he has to, he's not a person to bring up the ball and create his own situation. He's usually off the pass and off the screen, but I mean, he can, that's, that's what makes him amazing. But yeah, Yeah. you don't want to now that you have Chris Paul on the team. Here's my thing. Um, The Lakers, their defense is what is going to win them games. Like yeah, LeBron and AD can do it, but it's their defense and that's how they beat the Warriors. That's how Caruso, they won a championship man. last year. I mean, they're, they're going to defend. Pest. They're going to make it really hard for anyone on that team to score. So I, it's going to be tough for me to, to give book even like a 35 point game. He'll probably get one. And I think CP is going to hit a lot of really clutch shots and he's going to have to. Because they're going to try to take book I, out of it, but really, it I, might come down to the bigs. Aiden, like I was going to say, I, I worry about Aiden. In yeah, this how series. much can Aiden get against that front court? Because there's a yeah. lot, and yeah. can they stop Montrez Harrell? Because right. every time I see that guy with the ball in his hands, it seems like no one can stop him. Yeah. Oh man, it hurts me to. It just I don't even know everything about that series hurts me. Okay. Yep. So, so your series, your semifinal series, Victor, is Portland yeah. and Phoenix, and yep. ours is Denver and the Lakers. Yeah. Which I have to go Lakers. Easy. That's an easy one for you guys to pick. Um, and if I were <laughs> if I were in your shoes, I would probably go with what you've got as well. Actually, yep. no, Phoenix. I would go Phoenix four zero because as is tradition. The Blazers have to get swept. Yeah. Um, I think that I would, I, I really want this series to happen. Phoenix against Portland, because I would love for Chris Paul to do this to Dame. (laughs) I would like for the point God to show just the, just Dame. I, I, I appreciate his confidence in himself and his abilities and how great he is and everything. But I have to have it known to him every year. That's why I want him to keep losing in the first round. But if he gets out of the first round, he needs to get put right back in his place. <laughs> right by I, the point. I'm just, himself. I've been sitting here looking at the bracket now, and I'm realizing that I have to completely redo everything because my heart, tells me that I have to see Phoenix and Washington in the finals. <laughs> I have to see my two cherished point guards go against each other so that I can't watch the games <laughs> or, or read the news for years ever again, or just really, I have to stop watching basketball because I can't. <laughs> it's, I, I think, it'll be I okay. mean, I just, I don't think, I picked it at the beginning of the season and I think LeBron and the Lakers are going to repeat and I just, mm-hmm. I can't, I have to, I can't pick against them. And for the sake of, yeah. of history and like, you know, all these hypotheticals and these things I'd love to see, but like, this is realistic. This is a re- real scenario of like actual changing of the guard. Uh, like, uh, you know, 
rewriting the the history books that are exist in the minds of of basketball fans. And the only way that that's going to happen is if they win the championship again. And yeah. I just I have to root for that. Like that that is to to be you know if I get to an old age and I can sit there and say like I was there, I saw that. I saw LeBron James mm-hmm. take the crown. Yeah. Like that would be, you know, that's pretty exceptional. Yep. All that to say, if CP sticks around in Phoenix, I think that that team could get to the finals at some point. I don't know when, but I think it could happen. Yep. Definitely good. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you, Eddie. I mean, I, I got to go with the the logical choice. I know some of these I have not picked the logical choice, but the logical choice obviously is the Los Angeles Lakers, even though, you know, all the injuries and stuff, some drama, you know, the second half of the regular season and all that. I, it just goes against uh, basketball nature to pick against LeBron at this point. It really does. Yeah. So now we got the winner of Dallas Clippers playing the winner of Utah Memphis. And regardless of who we picked in the first round, we're all going Utah to beat either the Clippers or Dallas. Yep. Man, this right here is just a perfect, uh, this is just a perfect uh, example of the pressure that they're under. The fact that we think no matter who they're going to play, they're going to get to the Western Conference Finals. When was the last time the Jazz were in the Western Conference Finals? <laughs> when Stockton and Malone didn't have yes. a statue outside the arena? Yeah, Correct. probably. Yeah, Correct. like yeah, that's a that's huge. That would be ginormous for that franchise, and yet it's like all but expected now. Yeah, it's it's I crazy mean, because like I think about you think about a game, and like it simultaneously feels impossible, but also inevitable that you're that the team you want to win will win. I yeah. guess that's just the nature of duality, but someone's got to win the games and I guess it might as well be the team that's been doing it the most. So mm-hmm. I guess they're going to do mean, it. U- Utah is to me, they're, they're worth the hype. I mean, they're, they're a really, really good team. They're the I best mean, they, they three point shooting team since like the Warriors. They have everything that you need. They, they've got the best defender in the league, probably, in Rudy Gobert. They've got shooting. They've got a playmaker in Donovan Mitchell. They, I mean, they know they how to the run. Six, they the know six how to man play of the, the year, court. Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. 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 I mean, they, they've got experience, you know, incredible experience, uh, especially with Mike Conley on that roster now. Um, yeah, I, I, I think they're a team that could make a lot of noise. And honestly, yeah, I'm picking with my, my head. You know, when I say that they're going to beat the Clippers, I think that uh, I think that they have what it takes. I really do. I think they're going to they, they beat the Clippers. I would say seven against the Clippers, but uh, definitely like six or six or yeah. five against Dallas. I just Good I just don't think Dallas, Dallas is quite the ready. First round. Yeah, I just I just don't. The, as much as I hate this Clippers team, I just don't see this team losing in the first round. You know, they, they've got too much talent, you know? Yeah. And we, we've kind of forgotten about Kawhi Leonard and his heroics, too. I mean, that, the Sh- dude knows how to, to deliver when he needs to. Sure. I just, yeah, it's, uh, it's like I said, this is the one I put my heart in, and I refuse to let Patrick Beverly have success. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The fact that's that you right. are sending Chris Paul to the finals is it, just... That's, that's also heart. That's also heart. Whoo, man. Not so... 
your matchup or my hypothetical matchup is just yeah. juicy. Just so juicy. Yeah. Yeah. At least the, at least yeah. your mat the the matchup that we have actual official is easy to pick. <laughs> yeah. My hypothetical matchup, I mean to be fair, it's still easy to pick. I I will never ever pick Russell to lose a game ever ever. Doesn't matter who he's yeah. playing with or against. You know, all three of us have uh, different finals matchups. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> Victor. Victor, you think it's going to be Phoenix Brooklyn? Yeah. I think it's going to be Lakers Milwaukee. And uh, Eddie, you think it's going to be Lakers Brooklyn or Lakers Washington? <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying is if it's if it's if it's Phoenix Washington, just 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 end me now. <laughs> just send send me I away. Mean, which one of our series do you think would be the most entertaining at the three that we have listed? I here? think mine's the least entertaining. I mean I, the. If if you were to ask Adam Silver that question, he's he would say Lakers Brooklyn, like that's the matchup that if 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 there is an invisible hand of the league in at play in anything, it will be Lakers Brooklyn in the finals. Yeah, I don't see I mean, how that, you can that's not. the most star players. Yeah, you know? you've got so much intrigue there. I mean, Kyrie going against LeBron, Kevin going against LeBron, uh, James Harden in the finals again, like after forever. Literally uh, nine years later, you know, all the, all the, the has-beens and what, whatnot that have been picked up along the way for both teams. I mean, Andre Drummond <laughs> against Blake Griffin in the NBA mm-hmm. finals. No one would have, yeah. no one would have picked that pretty much ever, but yeah. here it is likely to happen. Yeah. I wonder, does well, LaMarcus get a ring if, if Brooklyn wins? Yes. Does. <laughs> he played like two games for them. He absolutely does. Well, I mean, if that's the way it is, that's the way it is. You know, I mean, they're not a real team anyway. So if they win, the whole season is a bust. I think, uh, I think, uh, <laughs> I think this last one is gonna, <laughs> uh, this last one's gonna have to be what you're not, you're not about to put them all the way to the finals just to lose. Don't do that. Don't 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 hurt me so badly. <laughs> here's here's here is the necessary evil that needs to happen. Brooklyn cannot continue to exist in the way that they do if they just go ahead and win. Cuz they have the championship and then we're all upset, we're angry. And then the next year starts, they they cannot possibly care enough to do anything. <laughs> It, you don't again. think they'd run it back? <laughs> they, they, she'll run it back. Can they be as good? Nope. <laughs> there's, there's. What else is there to live for for all of those men? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't even like. I can't. I literally cannot even imagine the world if Brooklyn wins the finals. <laughs> like, I just don't know what in the world it would look like. I mean, especially if they beat the Lakers, but even if they beat anyone else, I, it just seems un, it just seems impossible in my mind. Yeah. So basically, I'm just saying Russ is going to win Finals MVP against Championship. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the year. It's going to happen. Everyone win, lives happily ever after. I'll put, I'll put that in the middle box. <laughs> <laughs> so, Victor, you're rolling with Brooklyn all the way. Let me ask you this. 
<laughs> just no, nothing who else. Shoots, <laughs> who shoots the, the game-winning shot in the last game to close out uh, the Lakers? Or, or you have Phoenix, actually. Who, hit, who hits the shot? Is it Kevin? Is it Kyrie? Is it James? Or is it like Joe Harris? It's Mike James. What do you think happens? (laughs) (laughs) It's Mike James. It's It's a tip in. It's a tip in from Blake Griffin. Yeah. Ah, okay. Blake Griffin tips the rebound from a Chuck that uh, James Harden threw. Yeah. (laughs) I could actually see that would happen. I could see that. Yeah. I, you know, that series would be really fun to watch. Uh, if I could do so neutrally, but it's very Blake against Chris for about for both of them trying to get a yeah. ring finally. Yeah, I mean that's a whole other so many angles. I mean it's hard not to have angles whenever you have literally every big player ever on your team. <laughs> literally, <laughs> uh, a lot of intriguing teams in the postseason. So we're we're know, saying that intriguing teams either. LeBron is going to have five rings or Kevin Durant is going to have uh, still zero rings. <laughs> <laughs> and Ky- Kyrie is going to have what? Two Kyrie. Or three? Kyrie, Kyrie would have two yeah. man. If Kyrie beat LeBron talk about just <laughs> ultimate revenge, his ego could not withstand that. I don't think I just, uh, it's funny because easily the people I hate the least on that team is James. And we're not going to talk about how he would get one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, man, I don't like, I don't like James, but it, it has changed over the years. Why I don't like him. <laughs> exactly. I initially didn't like yeah. him because yeah. of his, you know, withholding for four extra million yeah. derailed our franchise. Yeah. But then, then I didn't like him because of the way he plays basketball is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. He's not as annoying on the court anymore as he once He's was. He's now uh, so more of a point guard than he, than he ever has been. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. He doesn't flop around like a fish on dry land as much as he used to do. Driving to the basket. Man. Those oh, Houston man. teams this for years. Difficult. Wow. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, truth I, be told. I, I'm pretty safe to say that we're, none of us are going to be right in, in all of this. Uh, I, yeah, I, that, that's uh, probably true. I will, for the record, will say my true hope is in a Lakers championship. But I don't. Though, honestly, the reason that I want it is not even the LeBron stuff. It's the Dennis finally got over there. I want Dennis to have one. It's really most of the reason. It, but he, apparently, he doesn't want it with them. So I don't know. That's honestly that. That's what made me feel better about picking Phoenix is because if like if the Lakers aren't going to win it for Dennis, then I want. Chris Paul to get his and Devin Booker to get his. I can uh, envision Dennis smoking a cigar more easily than anyone else. So I think the Lakers have to win. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. So let's do this real quick pick. So we've kind of done a mix mash here of brain and heart and whatever. So just if you picked with your heart, who wins the championship this season? No, don't think about anything else. Just who wins the championship if you pick with your heart. No, oh, Russ. Washington. Yeah. I I think I'm picking with my brain and my heart when I say the Lakers are going to win. So you would yeah. rather the Lakers win than, than Russ? Like if, you know. Well, if, I mean, if you're going to ask it like that, of course, I, I would wish, you know, Russ would win. But it, I don't it know. Isn't, I, I it guess, is not I guess realistic. Maybe I'm looking I will at it say differently. that. 
Yeah, oh, no, yeah. I, I think I'm looking at it a little differently. Well, yeah, um, I'm just saying if I take away all filters and I go, the teams that are involved, who do I want to win a championship? It's Washington. Yeah, that that's definitely yeah. the team more so than any other team I would like to win too. I, I guess yeah. I just have a pretty high respect for the Lakers and LeBron. You know? Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, yeah. let me ask they're, you they're, this: they're, they're, they're number two on my list. I think I would yeah. I would probably yeah. even put them over Phoenix. Yeah, it, it only, goes only, that only, that's my only because too. of the the history involved. Yeah. Go ahead, Jeremy. If Le, if LeBron repeats this year with the Lakers, does that officially, you know, among certain people, give him the goat over Michael Jordan, or does he need to three-peat with the Lakers? Here's the thing. I don't think he needs to three-peat, but here's also what I really believe. Um, I don't think LeBron has to do anything ridiculous besides play. I think that so much goes well with AD and Harold and honestly Caruso on the, especially on the defi- defensive end and Kuzma that when LeBron is in the game, he facilitates all those being much better. So his numbers don't have to be awesome, but I know that he's going to be the playmaker and that gives him the goat status because he's old and probably can't do it all by himself anymore. But Caruso mm-hmm. is a nobody in every other team. You know what I mean? Like, does he yeah. have the skills? Yes, but he's not. He's not report performing at this level, and I, to a lesser extent, I feel the same way about Kuzma. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think. Well, look that, at where Caldwell Pope was before he was yeah. playing with LeBron. You yeah. know, and now he's great. I mean, he's a yeah. very, very solid starter on a championship team. You know. Yeah. So I think that LeBron, uh, because because the team will win because he's playing. I think I, I, it's gotta be enough at this point. The dude's 36 years old. Just let him have this era. It's fine. It's a different era. <laughs> Just let him yeah. have this one. I mean, really it, it's, it's something that will never be definitively decided and certain people are going to feel one way about it and they're just never going to change their opinion. But um, I don't know there. If, if LeBron wins this year with the Lakers, it, I, I mean, repeating with that organization, he automatically becomes like one of the best Lakers of all time. You know, I mean, that's a pretty tough list to climb, but he's at least on the list. I I don't know. I mean, I I think that there's a lot of evidence there that you could call LeBron, um, the goat over Michael Jordan. It is uh, the, the, the big problem with the goat discussion is that you have, you have, actual basketball skills and ability. And then you have the backdrop and the context that surrounds a player's time in the league. So the reason Michael Jordan is so like widely regarded and has been is because both of those things matched up in kind of a really perfect way. Like he clearly had tremendous skill and you could probably say that Michael Jordan is like based just on statistics and ability, the best like mid range score ever. Um, probably in his younger years, probably the most like uh, athletic finisher ever, you know, but it's hard to make a case for Michael Jordan as like the, like statistically and skill wise, the best the best basketball player of all time 
it's hard to make that case for anyone. But for me, I think that if you're going to make that case for anyone, it is LeBron James. It just so happens that the other stuff, the storylines have not necessarily been in LeBron's favor in the same way that they were with Jordan. You know? Yeah. Yeah. LeBron has not had to, he he's had a lot of like really big playoff flashy moments, but like he's never, he didn't have a, he didn't have an, a three peat with any team. He never had to like, you know, have like a flu game. He never had to single handedly hit a shot to win a series for them in the, in the finals at least. And he's always had these other players beside him that have had big moments. You know, the big moments that you remember from Michael Jordan's finals are always Michael Jordan. But their big moments you remember from LeBron's finals can come from Kyrie, come from Ray Allen, like Anthony Davis hit that one. uh, I guess that wasn't the finals last year, but still like, I guess my point is that it's kind of a two, two sided coin in this discussion. And it's going to be hard to, to beat Michael ever because of all of the, the, the side of the narrative and the story and the thing that makes people really want to watch basketball. Um, but I don't think that you can, I don't think that it can be argued that Michael Jordan is a more complete basketball player than LeBron James. LeBron James is dominant in every facet of the game. And he has been for a period of time that we've never seen before. I, I, that to me is Mm -hmm. why he's my goat. And he was my goat after they won last year. I just, he, he, he plays basketball. Uh, at a different level than anyone else ever across the board. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has, he's led teams to championships with three different organizations. And if he wins this year with the Lakers, he'll have repeated with two different organizations. I mean, that's just insanity. That's just complete dominance over the league. And we, we talk about how like Russ has missed the playoffs uh, one time since his rookie season. LeBron has been in the finals almost every one of those same years. <laughs> like, except when he's injured, except yeah. when he was hurt, he missed the finals. He missed the playoffs. But otherwise, if he's been in the playoffs since 20, tw- 2010, he's been in the finals every single season. So, like, mm-hmm. that is. That's bananas. That is crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. It just makes the conversation, the argument, uh, the discussion of, of the greatest of all time. It just makes it more interesting. I think yep. if, if LeBron wins this year and I mean, who knows if he wins again next year too, I mean, still doing what he's doing, you know, at 36 years of age, it's really pretty crazy. And he's showing no signs of slowing down. It's crazy to me. I mean, if he, if he wins in the, with the Lakers again this year, like, he still may not be in the top five Lakers of all time. <laughs> that, no, that I don't list think he is would so be. insane. Yeah, I don't think he would be. What were you going to say, Victor? Like, Sorry, I interrupted you. I oh, know. I was just making fun of Jeremy. He was like, he has not slowing down. I was like, I mean, his ankle's broken and he's 36. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the, this discussion is never ending. So, yeah, pretty much. I, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> I think you said it best, Victor. It's, it's the era. I think it's clear that we have our goat of this era. The goat of the previous era happened. The goat of the eras before that happened, you know, Mm -hmm. 
until we invent I was thinking some like way to talking. I was like, who's what's the next person going to have to actually do to even be a part of the next discussion. And I'm Gosh, like, Gosh, I mean, it's yeah. that's uh. really, really hard to say. It almost feels like it's not a thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like there is more parody in top level talent now than probably ever. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think the top of the league talent wise is very, very vast. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that you can throw into the conversation of who's going to be the next one. You know, who's going to be the next LeBron? Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's not very obvious right now. I mean, someone's going to have to emerge. It's a, I would say Luca. Poor Brody. I don't know. <laughs> poor Brody. He's got so much to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look at look at Michael Jordan's kids. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's how the GOAT discussion will be decided. If Bronny actually makes it to the NBA, he's GOAT by default. LeBron is because <laughs> his, his kid actually made it. <laughs> oh, wow. Guys, we've talked for over two hours on this uh, episode. And it Great was one. all conversation that I really enjoyed having with my friends. Yeah, me too. Any closing thoughts? It looks like we got the first playoff game starting in about T-minus 42 minutes or so. Uh, I will have that turned on. I'm excited to to watch that and dive into the postseason. Hopefully it will be as entertaining and fulfilling for basketball fans as it pretty much is every year. We didn't ever, we didn't, uh, well, no, we did. It's been a long two hours. I've forgotten what we've talked about already. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm just, each one of these series is going to be a decent time to watch. So. I'm yeah, excited. I don't. I don't think any of these are duds. Honestly, I I think that there's there's going to be some really entertaining stuff. There's going to be some good basketball played in in every series. Can't wait for every first round series to be a sweep. Now that we've said that, yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. This playoffs will I end can't wait without for a single the game Utah seven. Jazz to win the championship. You know, <laughs> a team that none of us picked to, to go there. Uh, I hope for the sake of everyone that no one gets injured. Through the whole Same playoffs, up. I would really like yep. for no one to, no one to go down. Mm-hmm. And with that, thanks so much, everyone, for listening to Thunder Moneyball Podcast. Follow us on social media: Twitter, Instagram at podcast underscore thunder. Enjoy the playoff games and enjoy your life. Bye. Bye. All right, PGs.